Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for civil martial arts conversations since 2005. We're brought to you by Piranha Gear. Go to www.piranagear.com for all your martial art equipment needs. Now here's the hosts, Dan and Paul. Karate Cafe was recorded before a live internet audience. Hello again, everybody. This is Paul with Karate Cafe. Uh, hope you guys can hear me. Uh, this is... Uh, just kind of a, a quick thing we were doing. We were going to schedule, we had scheduled a, a recording tonight, myself and Dan. Dan was otherwise engaged, so you got me. And since I was going to go ahead and start recording the show, uh, anyway, to try and get us back on the on the schedule, I thought, why not go ahead and make it live for all of the hundreds of people, let's say, uh, that actually listen to us all over the globe and on this fire planet Earth. And we have somebody who is... Uh, apparently logged in, and it looks like our old friend Des Peraz. Oh my gosh! Hey, what's up, uh, Des? If you can hear me, um, I hope uh, I hope you can hear me. <laughs> How about that? Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can chat with Des. It's been a while since I've done this, everyone. So. Uh, 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 give me a second on this one. Hey. And he can hear me. Great. How are you doing, Des? Now, way down there in uh, Australia. Uh, for those of you guys who, who listen to our show, I'm sure you guys listen to uh, his great podcast, Applied Karate, uh, which is, once again, kicking back off. Uh, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Uh, great guy, great show, and I look forward to having you back on. Oh, we've got another guest. I don't know who that is, but... Um, uh, guest, if you want to uh, give us a call or email or whatever, you can certainly do that. Again, this is kind of on the fly, and uh, I'm actually still logging into everything. Isn't that crazy? Uh, you can send email questions to karatecafe at gmail.com, as always. Uh, you can uh, IM us if you're logged into the chat. I think you can uh, actually chat with us. And uh, you can IM us at our Gmail account at karatecafe, and you, you can definitely text us now blocked from chatting. Well, hey, let's see if we can fix that. What do you say? I thought I said allow chat. Don't you love live TV? Live radio? Live whatever this is? Uh, allow chat. Oh, okay, you should be good. I see another guest. I see two guests. I see guest four and guest five. Um, oh, the call is at capacity. Wow crazy. Um, well, you know, this is, again, like I say, not the best of all worlds. Uh, Des is back. Uh, at capacity is three people. Wow, that's kind of a bummer. Um, hey, three people. There's a, a guest five. Oops. Allow chat. And let's click on that guy there. Allow chat to those guys. Uh, everybody should be able to chat. Um, one would hope. <coughs> anyway, uh, as I was saying, uh, to those new guys that, that just popped on, and uh, for those of you at home that are going to hear it again, because this is, of course, going to be posted later, uh, one of the things that I was going to do was, because Dan couldn't make it tonight, uh, I was going to go ahead and just 
get the show going because, as Des well knows, you need to get a schedule and stick to it. We had a little bit of a break over the summer, uh, took some vacation, Labor Day, all manner of tomfoolery, and of course here in Texas it was like 8,000 degrees, so we didn't really feel like doing anything, honestly. Uh, plus, I uh, got some interviews and stuff that we were lining up, so I've uh, been just a little bit busy, and so we're sorry that uh, we we took a, a, a wee break. Um, but again, we're, we're getting back on. I'm going to take a small drink of green tea in um, homage to our martial arts background. Uh, and again, as you guys all know, as I told you, uh, you can send us an email, a question at karatecafe at uh, gmail.com. You can go ahead and uh, uh, chat with us if you're on the, on the chat. Uh, you can also uh, text us or... Um, uh, well, I guess you can text us. <laughs> Actually, at 469-844-5791. Um, and you know what you can also do, which is also kind of cool, if uh, you're able to do... Oh, we just lost somebody. Sorry, guest number five. Bummer. Uh, is you can actually call in uh, at uh, uh, 724-444-7444. I know, that's a lot of fours. 724 444 7444. Uh, note to the people who are listening to this that uh, on the recording later, don't call because you're not going to get anything. And then enter the show uh, code 66603. Uh, and uh, I think if unless you have a, a talk show account, you just press 1 and then we'll bop you on uh, there. And uh, if you're using a VoIP, if you're using a voice over IP, it's uh, 66.212.134.192. And I think it's one two three at. Um, anyway, there you go. Uh, so, uh, and hey, did somebody actually text me? Cool. Uh, anyway, uh, you can uh, again uh, text us questions. Text us, and by us, I mean you know me essentially. Four six nine eight four four five seven nine one, or uh, email or call. That would be cool. Uh, anyway, uh, one of the things that I was going to go ahead and do on this show was. Uh, kind of go over some of the things we're going to I've put out a couple of minisodes. Uh, some people say they like the minisodes. No one's really said they hate it. So, hey, I'm going to keep on doing it. Uh, but one thing that I really want to uh, start happening for those of you who are uh, new listeners, and uh, and we had a ton of new listeners, by the way. Uh, I don't know uh, if we covered this in the last... Um, Cafe. If we um, covered this in the last mini or the last show, but we had like a, a just a, a ton of listeners, and I think we got maybe a little bump from our good friend uh, over there at uh, the Practical Defense Podcast, because we got a lot of people uh, from all over the place. We got people in, in Sweden, New Zealand, uh, we got some people in South Korea, which is really kind of funny, because, you know, we kind of bag on our friends from the Taekwondo world, and yet, um, there we are. We've got um, uh, some listeners there, Sweden, Switzerland, uh, Belgium, Denmark, you know, who knew? So uh, we, we picked up a lot of uh, people who are listening, and I hope they're listening to this now. If they're not listening to it live, I hope they listen to it later. And I'll be pretty excited about that. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, I was going to mention was uh, the forum. You know, we've had uh, the forum have kind of slowed down a little bit. We've had some questions. We've had uh, some new people that have joined on. And 
they haven't really posted that much. I really would like them to post just a little bit more. That'd be great. Uh, but one thing that I would like to do is get more people on there going. You know, with the uh, the advent of the Facebook and the Twitter, and uh, and if you don't follow us on the Twitter, uh, go ahead and follow us on the on, on the Twitter. It's uh, at Karate Cafe, all one word. If you want to go ahead and um, you can tweet me questions right now, uh, live if you want to. Uh, otherwise, you know, get to me in the 18 different ways we're doing it. Uh, anyway, with, with the Facebook, Twitter, now we've got Google+, Plus, which we have just delved into. Um, I really would uh, like people to get back on the forum, because one of the great things about the forum, and really kind of the whole reason we do this, uh, for the most part, is to get uh, the conversation going and, and get the different opinions coming on from all our friends all over the world that uh, practice martial arts and uh, we really want to, uh, you know, share and and their knowledge because, you know, I don't know everything, although I, I talk a good game. Uh, I really would like uh, to get people out of there. So uh, if you guys want, uh, please feel free to join the uh, the forum. And again, uh, if especially you know, hey you guest number four, uh, if you're not on the forum, uh, join it. And if you have joined and haven't received your uh, okay to get on, uh, well then go ahead and email me again at karatecafe at gmail dot com and remind me because we've had a few people because we we're getting just inundated with spam. Uh, recapture doesn't work anymore, and if anybody out there knows a way to, to fix that, uh, let me know, um, and I'll pass it on to the tech team. We have a a, a vast network of tech guys down there working on it. Um, so if uh, anyone knows how to fix that, please share. Uh, anyway, but we've got a ton of spam, so I have to go through there and swim. And if, uh, and as I said in a previous show, for the love of God, make your, your username something, you know, it doesn't have to be your name, but it can be something that's fairly obvious. You know, don't make it, you know, Ciala Seller or, uh, you know, uh, anything to do with a drug or uh, human anatomy below the below the waist. Make it something you know, something that makes sense. So it's easier for me to pick out. Otherwise, it's gone. Uh, and actually, just now saying this, I'm kind of I may have hosed myself because we have all these new viewers from uh, Europe. I have actually uh, deleted a bunch of emails or a bunch of requests from people that had like European. I you know I did a who is and they're in Europe. So anyway, if you have signed on and haven't got your thing. Your your activation, you know, call me again, okay, and uh, uh, we'll get that going for you, and we'll get you back on. And I apologize <laughs> uh, profusely. Um, anyway, uh, as I was saying, uh, we uh, covered a few things. We we got some stuff going. We um, uh, got some stuff on the forum uh, talking about the, you know, is fight experience necessary? Uh, Kookie's place you've ever done kata. Uh, we did a poll in the training surface. Uh, several, well, several people, about five people, actually applied to that. Uh, is your cup too full? Full? Who's your sensei? Uh, black belt programs. We've covered a lot of stuff, and in, in the last couple of months over the the summer, that I think it really kind of gets to the core of what we're we're talking about here at Karate Cafe. And because of that, one of the things that I want to do is kind of revisit those a little bit. Uh, if I get any uh, texts or questions or emails or um, anyone calling in. You know, we'll jump on and talk about it. Otherwise, I'm just going to kind of uh, do my thing. Um, <clears throat> as I may have accidentally glossed over, and I uh, I probably shouldn't have of glossed over, as uh, we were talking about, Des and his uh, uh, podcast is coming back on, I think he said I was on the uh, 15th. Uh, download that if you haven't already downloaded uh, or set it to download or join, uh, subscribe to his uh, feed. 
it's quite good. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I really hope that he could somehow fly me to um, Australia. Because uh, we talked about that and neither one of us can afford that. <laughs> and he just said, correct. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, correct about the uh, about the fly me down part or the, uh, the date part. This is pretty cool. Uh, and now that I know that Des can stay up this late or this early, I actually don't know what the time difference is in Australia. Maybe we'll have him on our show uh, to talk about the wonderful world of uh, the 15th, yeah, uh, Sharenji, because I really should know more about that. Um, anyway, we've also got, uh, speaking of, of having people on the show, we've got a, a slew of uh, authors that are coming up that have written books of various styles. Uh, 11.20 in the morning. All right, well, then uh, shouldn't you be at work or diving? As uh, uh, you'd like to rub it in every time I see you going diving. I haven't been diving in forever. Uh, sorry, that's tangential, everybody. Hey, let's talk about uh, something uh, martial arty. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, actually just came up was uh, one of the things that we talked about um, was uh, is the cup too full? You know, are you really learning more stuff? Now, Dan and I talked about that, obviously, on the show. You know the uh, the great thing about um, uh, martial arts is there's so much of it out there, and probably the downfall of that is there's so much of it out there. There's so much to learn. So you know, kind of what we were talking about in that show uh, was you know, is there too much stuff? Uh, you know, as we all know, Dan has uh, come over to the dark side and is uh, training in the wonderful world of of karate. Uh, so you know. One of the, that was the kind of the question was was there too much stuff you know um, and I think that yes there are there you know I think there's a lot of too much stuff and a, as I said on on the show probably because a bunch of white guys really wanted more stuff I really don't think there was that much stuff originally I think a lot of stuff got glommed on over the years but it also may have been a factor of um, you know. Uh, a master learns some stuff, and he has his core set. He teaches a student. That student learns that core set, and then he has some other things that he's picked up, and it just kind of gets built on. And no one ever really wants to take away so much, I don't think. But, uh, hey, somebody just logged in. Cool. Uh, alpha male. Uh, that's, that's pretty scary. Uh, but, hey, maybe he's a martial artist. That'd be great. Uh, so anyway, I, yeah, I think that the, the cup can actually be too full uh, in, in karate. One of the things that, uh, one of the problems I have is uh, I just there's not enough time for me to in, in training to uh, get everything that I want to get, which, you know, is really, you know, I guess probably my fault. I probably uh, could redouble my efforts, and I did. Actually, today I, I started doing uh, uh, kata at work down on the loading dock, kind of in the back of the area where no one can see us. Because, you know, I don't want to get jumped by some random IT guy. You know, you never know. Maybe people can speak to it. And again, if you if you're a member of the forum, join up and give us your opinion. Um, you know, it's too much, you know, too much. I mean, and, and also, how much pressure should we put on the student to learn? You know, I've got some uh, students that have just started, and uh, to varying degrees, um, they... Uh, they don't. Hey, okay, we've got a question. I want to start training MMA. Uh, well, uh, MMA, that's a good question, or that's a good statement, or whatever. Uh, MMA uh, uh, is kind of kind of hot. Uh, MMA, I think now, is much more uh, of a misnomer. Um, 
especially if you if you kind of study martial arts for a while and kind of look around, a lot of starts have a lot of arts have mixed martial arts in them. Uh, but uh, for instance, as I've said before, the the system that I teach has has grappling, joint locks, it has weapons, all that good stuff. Um, it doesn't really focus in as much on it, but uh, in speaking to that, you know, is the cup full? Uh, alpha male. One of the things that uh, MMA does have going for it is the the set of techniques is actually fairly small relative to probably most traditional martial arts, or I think at least traditional martial arts. Uh, because uh, and Des, you may want to hop in there or or tweet or or comment or whatever. Um, because one of the things that uh, I I agree with a lot of times is. Uh, people say, well, you know, mixed martial arts or schools that, that teach an eclectic style kind of like that, um, people pick it up quicker, which I think is a valid argument because there is less, granted, there's less stuff. There's less, you know, protocol probably. There's less, uh, you know, there's no pajamas. There's, you know, there, there's not a hierarchy generally. Uh, Alpha male lives in Colorado. There are a lot of gyms there just have a ton of money. And that is the uh, maybe one of the flip sides to my praise of MMA is because it's the hot thing, you know what? You're going to pay. Uh, that's, you know, the same thing that happened when, when uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu blew up. Uh, I was living in Hawaii at the time, and uh, they had a, a dojo there, and there was a waiting list a mile long, and it was like $100 a week or some god-awful It was because it was hot. It was what was happening. So uh, you're going to end up uh, kind of paying. Um and uh, there's really not too much you can do with that. Uh, but one of the things that you might want to do um, is, is just scout around. There are smaller places. There are guys that teach out of the garage, get on Craigslist, uh, sniff around. Uh, you'll find it. Go to, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I noticed uh, that, that I noticed uh, is that martial arts supply stores are kind of on the wane. Uh, it's really hard in here in Dallas. I just recently found two, and I've been living here like six years. Uh, so uh, it used to be you could go to the martial arts supply store, and you could find all that kind of stuff out. Now it's uh, nuts up. Uh, Dez comments, and rightly so, Okinawan style often include Tagumi and two-a-day practice, or two-a-day practice, uh, making them relatively complete, and I agree. Uh, it's, as we said on the show before, you know, uh, if... Generally, if it's a traditional style and something is not being taught, you know, it's quote-unquote missing, it's probably because it's just not being taught. Uh, you know, we did, um, when I first started up through you know, almost Black Belt, we didn't do a whole lot of uh, two-a-day or two-a-day. Uh, we didn't do a lot of groundwork. We went to the ground every now and again, um, but we didn't do that much and because it just really wasn't being emphasized. And it definitely was, wasn't because it wasn't there, because as Des rightly points out, Okinawans, they had their own grappling arts, they had their own sumo-like art, which was Tagumi, the the wrestling, uh, Tagumi, or, uh, if that's how you say it, and uh, Tuide, which is the, the joint locks and uh, pressure points and, and whatnot. Uh, that's one of the things that I love about my system. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, but if you focus, you know, too much on that, you start losing the other stuff, which again is the whole is the cup full thing. And when you train with uh, mixed martial arts, you know, quote unquote mixed martial arts, uh, trademark UFC, whatever it is, uh, you're going to end up, I think, uh, ending up with a lot of um, schools that are teaching essentially the same set of techniques. You know, uh, uh, how to pass the guard. You know, working for the mount. Uh, you know, some takedowns. 
um, what was that? I think I read somewhere said that uh, if you want to learn if you want to learn grappling, um, take uh, what's if you want to learn grappling, take jujitsu or grace jujitsu. If you want to learn how to throw, you take judo because grace jujitsu doesn't really concentrate that much on throwing. So I mean, uh, but which is not to say it's probably not there. It's probably not just. Uh, focused on it, uh, and then within jujitsu, it's either you know it can be sport or it can be uh, the art or slash self defense, call it what you will. So there's a lot of layers to it, um, and and finding a school, you know, if you just want uh, MMA, if you're not going for uh, competition, you just want the workout. Um, there there are schools that do it, but you know why not just take a, a good solid art that is fairly well rounded. Uh, Alpha Male says, from your experience, in your opinion, what's the best art to seek out if I plan to one day fight in a cage? Well, then, um, you know, well, mixed martial arts, a mixed martial arts school in general. Uh, you know, uh, our good friend uh, George Saint Pierre, uh, he's a karate man. Uh, Leo Tomashita, he's a karate man. Um, you know, uh, the uh, St. Pierre is Kyokushin, and those guys beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> so uh, if if you want to learn how to take a shot, that's a really good style to do it. Uh, my style, Shoranu Kenshinkan, we do body tech techniques and toughening. Uh, we don't spar with pads uh, that much unless we're really going at it. Um, but, you know, that doesn't make us, you know, badass or whatnot. It's just that's the way the Okinawans kind of trained. But they did use bogo gear when they were really going at it. Uh, they did uh, wear headgear. They'd had... Uh, uh, padding of some sort, so uh, from fighting in a cage, uh, you know, it, it just pretty much any mixed martial art place will do it. Um, you know, myself and uh, Des, who's also on here, perhaps guest number four, uh, I, uh, um, I'm a traditional martial artist, and I work from a tr uh, defense standpoint. I'm not, uh, I don't train to engage in an extended tit for tat, you're standing there toe to toe. Um, so you really need to find uh, a school uh, or a class even. There, uh, there are places that just do classes on you know, operating at that range and uh, come with that skill set. And again, uh, and Des also works predominantly from a defensive standpoint. Um, and you'll find probably a lot of traditional martial arts do do that. Uh, and even eclectic styles, really. Um, but you know, uh, there's a ton of mixed martial art places out there, and uh, you know, not for nothing, but there's also a fairly good amount of turnover, and a lot of them usually have a fairly high overhead. So if you um, wait around and kind of look, you can usually get uh, deals, especially like now uh, going back to school right now. Uh, a lot of places do back to school stuff. Uh, a lot of places will do like uh, deals for uh, the holidays. The holidays are coming up. Um, not the best path for cage fighting, find an MMA school and work with them. That's I, I totally agree with you there, Death. Uh, it, you know, you, 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 you fight how you train, you train how you fight. So if you um, if you want to, you know, compete in the cage, you know, that's the way to do it. Uh, a lot of places will actually, uh, what you can do is you can find a maybe a, a jiu-jitsu school or a judo school, and they will be kind of an entryway, or a Krav Maga school. Uh, uh, will be kind of an entryway to that world. Um, sometimes uh, uh, Wing Chun or uh, Jun Fan, the uh, Jeet Kune Do kind of schools, they're also a path into that. And while it may not necessarily be, um, you know, board shorts and, and tattoos day one, that may be a doorway to go into it. Um, 
and and touching upon that was something that we talked about in a previous show. Again, this is kind of a, a recap show for those of you guys who are just tuning in or uh, apparently just playing the podcast uh, for the recorded portion that will be posted later is uh, everyone's got a thing. So, you know, if you're going to uh, a mixed martial arts school because you want to, quote-unquote, avoid the, uh, you know, traditional mess or, you know, get out away from, you know, the protocols and all the stuff that's getting in the way from, you know, uh, throwing down, <coughs> everyone's got a thing, you know. So um, uh, MMA schools have a thing. Uh, you know, Tai Chi schools have a thing. You know, everyone's got a thing. Everyone's got a uniform, whether they say it or not. Everyone's got a culture, whether they say it or not. Uh, it is n- not saying either one is good or bad. Uh, but what I'm saying is, it's there. So you know, you, you can't sit there and go like, you know, uh, you know, we're we're missing the the pajamas. Haha, I'm so much better. Um, but uh, but if that's what something you don't care about at all, then yeah, you need to go look for uh, one of those schools that we mentioned uh, previously. That would probably be the best uh, best route to go for um, finding a, a mixed martial arts school. Uh, yeah, I, I've run into a lot of people that um, uh, train MMA. Uh, they train for a while. Uh, my personal opinion uh, for you is, I mean, I, I don't know how old you are uh but uh, you know the, the career <laughs> of a mixed martial artist may not be that long uh i know uh muay thai guys they, they their career is relatively short uh <coughs> you know boxers career is really relatively short um the you can be in there and and get something twisted and then you're out of the game so uh you know one of the uh one of the things that that I like to point out is, uh, you know, one of the great things about traditional martial arts uh, is the fact that you know our our grandmaster uh, is 75, if I'm saying that correctly. Anyway, 75, and uh, you know he's still going. He he still hits like a freight train. And you know, a couple of years ago we were at a camp, and he made us do as many crunches as he did, and uh, we would do 500, and he wasn't even breaking a sweat. And he would just say, you know, you go to I stop. And then finally he would stop because he would see all, uh, all us round eyes huffing and puffing. And uh, he was still cranking out crunches because, I mean, he's just been training, you know, for forever. Um, but uh, in a, some of that punishment, you, you know, be aware. There's going to be punishment. Your, your body's going to take a pounding. So uh, be aware of that. We were actually watching a, uh, a documentary last night uh, called Forks Over Knives. And it was about... Um, nutrition and whatnot, and they were talking to uh, Mac Danzig, who was a martial, uh, mixed martial arts uh, UFC fighter. Uh, I think he's UFC. Anyway, uh, he's a mixed martial artist, and uh, he's a vegetarian, and that was one of the things he was talking about. So uh, today we started a, a vegetarian thing, so uh, I actually ate a salad. Before I did uh, uh, kata at lunch, uh, I had a salad. Um, so I got that going for me. Uh you know th- that whole component uh MMA is is uh it's a it's a kooky crazy world but um you know it's a, it's it's a facet of martial arts yeah just like anything else it, 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 a lot of people thought it was going to be a fad turns out it's got some legs uh you know uh crazy jiu-jitsu was going to be a fad uh not only did it have legs but it kind of morphed or you know I guess, you know, broke off and spread out into this whole other component of uh, uh, craziness, So, uh, which is, you know, the UFC and all the permutations thereof. Uh, and mixed martial arts has been around 
in one way or another forever. You know, no one really invented it. It's just like, I mean, I'm sure someone did at some point, but it was a long time ago. Uh, Greece, if you talk to, to most people. Um, but people have been hitting each other for a long time. So uh, let's see. Do you think the pounding on the body is worse than pro football? Uh, well, there's no pads. Um, that's all for me. I'll ask that question. There are no pads. Uh, there are no helmets. Uh, there are, uh, you know, moves that are in um, mixed martial arts that you don't find in pro football. A lot of people aren't, uh, you know, throwing uh, kicks to the leg or uh, arm bars or choking people out. Uh, you know, that's, a, that's actually a fairly good question because, I mean, it's, it's concentrated, you know. <laughs> it's just like, you know, uh, I was talking about boxers earlier. I mean, you know, you know, a boxer and a, a mixed martial artist trains for a fight, and uh, they take a moderate amount of punishment up to that fight, and then they fight, but they don't really fight that often. Whereas uh, in football, it's pretty much every week. So probably, you know, um, probably the pounding in pro football is more uh, consistent because, again, it's, you know, every week during practice and then the big game. Uh but again, there's you know it's 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 kind of like the difference between you know um, you know no holds barred or bare knuckle fighting and uh, you know a competition fight. Uh, the rules I think kind of make the difference. The equipment kind of make the difference. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the pounding consistently is probably worse in pro football and uh, and, and as you guys play uh, rugby down there, so <coughs> it's that's from what I've seen pretty can be pretty brutal uh, and they play with no pads uh, so I think it's probably more consistent in, in football uh, and those guys are uh, generally you know they're pretty well conditioned and uh, but they're wearing pads wearing helmets uh, they can rotate out <laughs> so uh, you know if they get a, a really good sh hit and their their bell is kind of rung they can you know rotate out and someone else will step in but that doesn't happen too much in mixed martial arts maybe they should do that with mixed martial arts they should do like a uh, like a tag team thing that'd be kind of interesting don't you think um so yeah i think that the the pounding and pro football is probably more protracted and, and more evened whereas the uh the uh, pounding that you get in mma is probably a little more concentrated and uh and again you know far less padding and with more stuff i mean if probably if um someone could uh you know run up and throw a, a a really serious kick <laughs> on somebody while they're running in football and then uh you know grab their arm and throw them into an arm bar and then r and see them uh yeah it might be a little bit different you know uh, there's there's kind of thing and then i think they actually probably do that in a, actually in rugby so Good question, Alpha Male. Thanks. I hope you are a member of our forum. If you're not, um, I hope you will be. And if you haven't listened to our podcast before, please go join us at uh, karatecafe.com and uh, go listen to some of the shows. And uh, you can find us on iTunes uh, if you're not already a member. And if you are, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, <coughs> uh, one of the things that we talked about was... Um, I'm actually looking through the old post from uh, the the cast this year, uh, and ooh, we're about a, almost a half hour here. We are at a half hour, so I'm probably gonna most interesting or kookiest place you've done kata. That was uh, kicked off by our good friend Matthew Matson, because he told me he did uh, kata on the um, on the star, I think, <laughs> at uh, 
Cowboy Stadium, the new stadium, which I, I thought was pretty cool. So uh, he actually texted me, and uh, no, no, thank you, Alpha. Uh, he actually texted me and uh, and said, guess what I just did, which was uh, pretty cool. So that got me thinking because, you know, you can't always um, uh, pick where you're going to defend yourself at, right? So uh, one thing that I encourage my students and I try and do myself is work out in different places. I used to train with a guy who did, uh, I think it's Sui Chow. It's a Chinese form of wrestling. And uh, one of the things he would practice is he had a little hill by his house. I mean, not a big hill, just, you know, four or five feet high, you know, just get a slope, but he would train that way to uh, kind of work on his footwork. And so uh, that was kind of planting the seed in me, so one of the things I started doing was changing up kind of where I would uh, uh, practice and and how my feet would work if I'm wearing shoes, if I'm wearing clothes, you know, if it's winter, I'm wearing jackets, you know, you you can't, you know, pick where you're being attacked. That's the whole idea, you know. So, uh, like we say, the, uh, the fourth level of self-defense in my school is control. So you got to try and control the environment. Well, one of the ways that we can control the environment that we have no control in is to practice in different environments. Um, you know, understand that, like, when you're training in winter, if you're wearing baggy clothes or, or you know, bulky clothes, it's hard to move. And, you know, I tried doing blocks, and I just couldn't do them. I mean, I couldn't do them that well because I had a bulky leather jacket on, and, you know, you got a scarf. Because, yes, it does get cold here in Texas, even though, you know, it's you know, 8 bazillion degrees during the summer. We also do get fairly chilly uh, during the winter. Anyway, so, you know, and so... To adapt that, you know, I have to unzip my jacket. Well, you know, if I unzip my jacket and it goes into maybe, like, say, a grapple situation, then I have to keep in my mind my jacket is now loose. Well, I can slide out of that. I can use that uh, to some sort of advantage. Again, fourth level of self-defense control. Uh, anyway, so one of the things I started doing was really looking to training in different places just to see, you know, how it feels, how I, how I feel out, uh, you know, what's around me. Um, you know, who's watching me, like today I'm doing kata at the uh, uh, at work in the loading dock and so I was kind of conscious of, I was kind of in the corner where no one can kind of really see me but some people can see me when they walk around when they came in, I was, you know, focusing on the door, was that throwing me off doing my technique, you know all, all that zen crap um, anyway, I was working on that and um, uh, so that kind of got me down that road uh with Matthew was, you know, training in different places, and uh, so we had uh, someone, people said, okay, he said the the Cowboy Stadium, he did it on a cruise ship, uh, on the highest part of a cruise ship once, and on sailboats, uh, let's see, uh, campsites and hotel swimming pools, you know, I did, uh, I was camping this uh, this summer, and that was in, uh, one of the other things is I did some kata, and I got really winded really quickly because we were kind of at an elevation, so that was you know something, A, to point out, and I think I've talked about this um, uh, in previous shows. Uh, someone else did it at a pitcher's mound at a baseball team's park. Uh, someone did it at an empty emergency waiting room. Um, uh, some people did it on the beach in the surf. Uh, my kookiest place, for anyone who cares, and I think I've actually said it on this the show before, but what haven't I said on the show before, right? Uh, is um, I actually did uh, kata above a nuclear reactor. Uh, when I was in the Navy, it was in a submarine, and uh, about the only place that was wide enough to do it was the tunnel that went from forward to aft, and the reactor was essentially right underneath me, uh, definitely within, you know, 10 feet <laughs> uh, uh, of me. So... Um, 
uh, actually did that. Uh, the captain said I could do it. They said it was okay. So uh, that was the cookiest place I did it. And we were at depth. We were underway. What exactly is Kata Alpha Male Axe? It's the forms that uh, if you go to a mixed martial arts school or any uh, eclectic school uh, will probably bag on. Uh, they say it's it's probably useless. And uh, I counter, they really don't understand what it's for or what, why it was there. Uh, and we have talked about this on, on other shows. Um, uh, but uh, it's just a prearranged group of uh, moves. Uh, and... Uh, Many styles have them to one degree or another. Many, uh, you know, traditional styles or formulated styles or systems, I guess you could say, uh, have them uh, in one way or another. So, uh, and I was doing them uh, in this case, and as the other guys were talking about, in their kooky place, and my kooky place uh, was on a submarine <laughs> underway uh, above the reactor. So, uh, my child was not born with, with three arms, so I think I'm okay. Uh, so far, you know, still waiting for the superpowers. May not wait until puberty to show up. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but, uh, but working in that, uh, doing that kata, one of the things that that I had to focus on was how much room I had, which was a not that much, and b there were you know some valves and uh, gauges and etc. that I had to really make sure that I did not hit uh, for a variety of reasons. And um, so again, there was my level of awareness, which is the first level of self-defense. Uh, as our good friend Alex Haddock uh, will agree. Uh, and he did a show not too long ago on All About Awareness. So uh, if you slide on over to uh, alexhaddocks.com and go to the Practical Defense podcast, uh, you can dig his show on awareness, uh, as well as many many other fine products. Um, anyway, uh, so training someplace kooky really, I think, kind of ramps you up a little bit because you're somewhere, you're not in the dojo, dojang backyard, you're in some place that maybe you really shouldn't be doing it at. Uh, I do parts of kata a lot in elevators when I'm driving, when I'm at work, going from floor to floor. I'll bang out a, a couple blocks or I'll do my footwork or whatever uh, just to get it done, you know, just, just to work it out. Uh, guest number four has left the chat. We lost one. Man. <coughs> ah, well. Um, well, we've got two good guys. Uh, you know, I don't know if people, when they stream this, we really haven't done, uh, for, for those of you guys who are uh, caught our old live shows, uh, they were not a well-oiled machine, and they are even less so since we haven't been doing them in a little while. Uh, but um, one thing that uh, I will point out is I really don't know. I mean, I, people are logged in, so uh, I assume that maybe only two people are listening to us, uh, our good friend Des and our new friend, Alpha Male, from Colorado. Uh, and uh, we have schools in Colorado, too, by the way. Uh, if you're in Colorado Springs, we've got some uh, schools in there from, from my system. Uh was up there camping um, a couple of years ago, tried to do kata, and about passed out. <coughs> Punches, kicks, no air. Uh, I will point out that if you're training in Colorado, you're probably going to be really good everywhere else because, you know, you have like three molecules of oxygen up there that you guys are all sharing. And uh, so when you get down here, you're going to be going crazy. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm looking. Let's see. No emails from anybody. No tweets. No IMs. Uh, kind of bums me out. Uh, let's see. Uh, memorization versus understanding was one that we talked about way back in May, but I think that's really an important one, especially, you know, I've got new students, and uh, one of the things that I, I ironically, because I was very much against 
memorization and more about understanding. Uh, you know, um, you know the, uh, the thing about uh, that is I think <clears throat> you know as you move up, maybe it should start at memorization and kind of move towards understanding, um, and you should strive to understand the entire time. Uh, you, you shouldn't, um, you know, just take it, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and, and move on. Um, you know, and that also applies to uh, more than just the, the physical techniques. It also applies to uh, the mental practice. You know, uh, learning the history of your art, learning, you know, the, the history of martial arts in general. You know, learning about other systems, I think, is really important. Um you know, if nothing else from a know-your-enemy standpoint, but then also just to, you know, actually uh, uh, just be a well-rounded person, you know, in general, I think is important. So, uh, and, and you know, coupled with that is, you know, uh, buying the 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 legends and, uh, and uh, just accepting, you know, what your instructor tells you or what, you, you know, you read on the Internet. You know, the Internet is always, <coughs> uh, you know, my, my joke is the great thing about the Internet is, you know, like everybody can, can, can share information. And, and the bad part is everybody can share information, uh, you know, and if that information's bad, you know, and no one challenges it. Um, I have a, a history of, of kind of challenging people um, and getting really mad and getting banned. <laughs> Uh, and getting someone mad and getting banned, um, <clears throat> and uh, and mixing it up with some people because uh, I I have a real hard time of people who just memorize it. You know, somebody says it, they buy it, and they move on. And that drives me nuts. And it does the same thing with um, instruction. So you know, now I'm, I'm I'm instructing, I'm teaching people, and so uh, there are techniques that I have memorized. I know how they work, but I can't necessarily make them work. But I do feel like I feel I understand how they're supposed to work, and I can show them to someone and let them, they can make it work, uh, you know, uh, or maybe they can't. And uh, so there is a, a certain amount of, you know, in that case, there's a certain amount of drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, but I don't, I, you know, I, always, I always challenge them, you know, make it work, you know, work, play with it a little bit, try to get it to work for you. Uh, and then if not, then we'll move it up the chain to the, you know, someone above me who, I know because I know it can make it work because they've done it on me, you know that kind of thing. So um, that's kind of one of the things that <coughs> that that I subscribe to is you know understand it, you know, and it, it may not work, but but understand it. So, but in the early stages, maybe there's a little bit of you know you have to memorize, and you have to kind of buy into it, and then you have to move on. And one of my uh, challenges as an instructor is to make sure that they're memorizing it but that they're also striving towards the understanding part. And I think that's a big key uh, to martial arts. You know, um, I talked to, to uh, about uh, our good, our new friend Alpha Male, and uh, the mixed martial art thing is, you know, that's one of the things we're talking about is, is the path to understanding uh, maybe short, I guess, and uh, maybe uh, because you do this, you do this, boom, uh, you know, the technique's done, you know, hitting somebody really hard or kicking somebody really hard at that sort of base level, um, it's pretty easy to pick up. Um, one of the things that I consider, you know, that's like the martial part, the art part is doing it better. Um, you know, it's not so much the technique of, of applying the technique faster necessarily maybe as applying the technique better. Um, 
you know, I trained with a, a, a an Ishinru school in uh, Tennessee, and uh, I'm telling the story again. And anyone who listens to this show, uh, Alpha, you're you're bumming them out because they're hearing stuff I've already told everybody. But you know, I like telling the stories. Uh, I trained with a guy who was he was like 83. He was really old. He was like a 10th degree in Ishinru. Uh, he was on dialysis. Uh, he put on his gi and he would come and he would sit down in a rocking chair and watch everybody. And so we were training in the class and I was watching him and. Uh, and so he stood up to demonstrate something, and um, it was a, a an open hand strike, you know, just a, a karate chop, shooto, uh, if you will. And um, he hit the guy, and I, I heard it, and I was maybe three or four feet away watching him, and I heard it with a definite smack. I mean, like, there, there was power there, and the guy he did it on, you know, crumpled a little bit because he hit a hit a pressure point, um, which, which do exist, and... Uh, Anyway, uh, the technique was really effective. Um, he could not, you know, he definitely couldn't spar, you know, he, uh, but his technique was so good, excuse me, his technique was so good that uh, he didn't have to uh, do a lot to get the desired effect. Um, and this is, you know, so <clears throat> if anyone were to have tinkled with this guy, um, if he would have to get close enough to touch him, uh, the guy probably would have put the hurt on him pretty pretty quickly, and, and he would have to because you know his technique would have to save him because his body wouldn't be able to the rest of the way. Uh, so one good shot from that guy would probably put somebody down. Um, so you know he couldn't put a lot of force behind it, quote unquote force or muscle. Uh, he couldn't put a lot of speed behind it. Uh, but he didn't have to because he was close and he was touching the guy. And, uh, and if a villain or ruffian is uh, roughing you up, and physically they're probably going to have to touch you, definitely have to get close enough. Uh, so his application of technique was better. Uh, so I think that's and that's the art, you know, which actually bleeds over to the martial. Uh, I'm kind of babbling a little bit at this point. I hope everyone doesn't mind. Um, anyway, so that's that's kind of one of the things that uh, you know he understood. Uh, touching back on that subject, he understood it. He understood that small strike and to that particular target so well that it really didn't matter, at least in my estimation, it didn't matter that he was 83 and he, he could barely stand. Uh, the technique he had was so good um, that it would probably been effective up until the day he died, which I think he did pass away uh, several years ago, I think, because this was quite a while ago. Um, back in 2001, so, uh, 2000. Anyway, um, so, <clears throat> you know, and, and, and can you teach that? You know, I, 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 I don't have that level of technique, uh, and I can teach where it's supposed to go, so I just have to memorize it at this point. This is what you do, and this is, it gives you this effect, and the students have to go, you know, hi sensei and move on, uh, but they might not be able to make it work. The whole advantage of, of, training or mesmerization versus understanding is, you know, I think it's a sliding scale and, and for me as an instructor, uh, Des, you may have the, uh, the the same issue or the same uh, thoughts as, you know, trying to walk that line between uh, memorization and understanding uh, and trying to move them from one to the other and, you know, uh, there's stuff now, I mean, they teach me now and I have a frame of reference so maybe I don't have to memorize it so much as move straight on to understanding. Yeah, who knows. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, park this guy. Uh, we've been on for more than the half hour that I said I was going to be on. Um, 
and I've got things to do. But I really wanted to get uh, another show out there. I thought I'd go ahead and do the uh, the live call-in thing, and yay me, we got a couple of listeners, some really good questions, some nice comments. Uh, no tweets, no IMs, no texts. But that's the nature of live TV. Sometimes you don't get that. Uh, I want to thank everybody, including uh, caller or guest four and five, who uh, who have dropped off, but I want to thank them. Uh, I want to thank Alpha Male, who logged in and asked some great questions. Again, uh, go ahead and uh, join the forum or listen to some shows. We'd, we'd love to have you. Um, I want to remind everybody that's listening in general, uh, if you want to help the show, you can go to CrowdedCafe.com and donate. Uh, and go to our uh, sponsor, PiranhaGear.com. Uh, you know, Alpha Male, if you're going to study MMA, you're going to need some MMA gear, and that's a great place to get it. PiranhaGear.com. And let them know Karate Cafe sent you. Or uh, go to our Amazon site at uh, KarateCafe.com slash Amazon and uh, buy stuff there, and that helps the show and helps us get these things out. Um, anyway, we will... Uh, no, thank you, Alpha Male. Um, you know, we will... Uh, anyway, the show will be up for those of you listening to it now, you're going to listen to it again in a day or so when we, when we get it up. Uh, for those of you listening now, we will talk to you again very soon. Hey, everybody. Once again, thanks for listening to an episode of Karate Cafe. Remember, you can join the forums anytime you want at KarateCafe.com. Click on the forum button, and if you're not already a member, join right up and share your opinion. Also, remember, you can support the podcast by clicking on the donate button. You can subscribe. You can donate. A buck a show is all we ask. Or you can donate more if you'd like. At KarateCafe.com slash store, you can buy any of the products that we selected for you for the martial artist in your mind or for yourself. You can also go to KarateCafe.com slash Amazon and get anything from Amazon you want, and that will help out the podcast. And of course, don't forget to stop by our sponsor, PiranhaGear.com, and let them know Karate Cafe sent you. Looking forward to talking to you all again very soon.